and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts from coast to coast. There we go. Ariel and Raylene. What's up? Whoa. I can hear the crowd cheering. Did I <laughs> did I bring enough energy, Raylene? Do you think that that will entice people? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe scare them off. Yeah. <laughs> how are you doing over there? How's the, I was going to say the big city, but how's the West Coast? How's the small city? Um, Good. <laughs> I mean, it's still, just to talk about the weather for a second, it's still too hot. Yep. It's still too hot yes. over here. I was telling yes. Ariel earlier that I tried to wear a sweater for this recording for this day because I wanted to have a fall cozy vibe, but God, it got too hot and I had to take it off. So I'm really upset about that. But otherwise, like life is really good. I'm really enjoying my new mm. job. I read a whole bunch over the weekend. Yeah. I started oh a new God. craft that I can't talk about because it was for Ariel's birthday present. So we'll hear about that in a few weeks. But um, yeah, I just like had a lot of fun little like cozy activities going on this weekend and it was oh, really that's nice lovely. yeah like watching lots of movies reading lots of books that always makes me happy i totally agree that it's still too hot <laughs> yeah I, it's uh, not nice i stepped outside today and i was expecting it to be chilled a little chilly just mm. because that's what i wanted i guess yeah but it was like full-on humid like 27 <laughs> oh, no. degrees humid and i'm like hmm What's this about? <laughs> yeah, it's like that here too. And it's also smoky again. We've got fires kind no. of in the area, which it's like, come on, really? We got through yeah. the whole summer without having fires near me and now they're everywhere. It's not, it's not that's cute. So, that's so interesting that you, did, you grew up with fires around you, right? Like I didn't remember them. Like I don't remember that being okay. a thing, but it must have been because damn it, it, it keeps right. happening I, now. <laughs> Yeah, that's really stressful. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was like, I was going to be like, at least it's not a flood, but it's really bad. They're both bad. They're both really bad. <laughs> yeah. They're both really bad. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, weather-wise, it I think this, this is the last little bit of heat. Like, I feel like this <laughs> week, for some, maybe psychologically, I'm just trying to play games with yeah, myself. Yeah, when we record next like week, it'll be cool. Yeah, the leaves will be falling, <laughs> and it'll be raining. Okay, <laughs> okay. Nova Scotia and BC at the same time together. Yeah. You hear me? <laughs> yeah. That's what's gonna happen here. Weather patterns from coast to coast, um, <laughs> controlled by two podcast hosts. <laughs> we just recorded right before recording this video or this podcast. We just recorded our little video that goes out to book club subscribers. Yeah. So um, this is a project that we did this year as like a new thing that we tried out, which is basically a subscription where you sign up and every quarter you get sent these beautiful bookmarks and stickers designed by like awesome illustrators. Mm -hmm. And so we just recorded the video that will come out for the fourth quarter. And um, yeah, it's really exciting. So I wanted to remember to announce that the fourth yeah, bookmarks are illustrated by Maddie Vion, who is amazing. Maddieology on Instagram. Um, she's the absolute best. And the bookmarks she designed are so cute. So cute. Yeah. So cute. They're the cutest so, ones um, yet. Like most adorable for sure yes most adorable factor absolutely so yeah we're really excited about that and can confirm bookmark subscriptions are gonna open up in november i just emailed with the lady this morning um <laughs> so the nice lady that helps us run it so yeah that is just an update on that 
Let me think. Other updates. Other updates. I don't. I, I think that's probably everything. Let's. I guess let's dive into books. Yeah. Shall we? I'm excited. To Did talk you about books. read anything you wanted to review this week? Um. Yeah. So I finished reading Bunny by Mona Awad, oh, which okay. I wanted to yeah. briefly just kind of tell you how my final thoughts on this book. Um, I really liked it. Like, it was oh, okay. super strange. And after finishing it, it's the type of book where you're like, what exactly just happened? Like, there's lots of different mm. ways to interpret it in a good way. Like, it's not so confusing that you're like, I don't understand. But it's like, there's just so many different ways to interpret the whole book that made me yeah. want to, like, read it again. Because it's mm. like, okay, if I reread this, this might make more sense to me. Like, I might be able to kind of pick apart the details and figure out, like, what I think happened. I think I yeah. know what I think happened, but it's just an interesting one. I feel like it's a good one to, like, to talk about and discuss because there's so many different ways to interpret it. But, yeah, it was lots of fun. Good kind of, like, light horror book. So okay. I really like that as, like, a different vibe to um, some of the other books I might start reading. And then um, I read a couple of books Oh my God. Uh, yesterday, kind of. Like between the, the over the weekend, basically, I read two books. Um, the first one being the second volume of the fangirl okay, manga. Gotcha. So yeah, after I finished reading Bunny, I kind of like didn't read for a day or two, and then I was like, you know what? I want to get back into it and read something quick and something that kind of like fits the season a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wait a minute, I haven't read this yet. So I read it, and it was great. Oh, okay, so great. that was really fun. And but now I'm like, oh, I've got to wait for the next because there's two more volumes that are going to be coming out, but there's no release date for the third one, as far as I know. Okay. So it's just a waiting game at this point. But I really, really recommend these. Like, if you like fangirl at all, if you like just like contemporary graphic novels, you know, cute little romance stuff. Oh, it's just so cute, mm. and the art is beautiful. So really, really enjoyed that. And then yesterday, what? I read an entire novel. What? I read <laughs> a whole novel. I know, really? I Back. went on a rampage yesterday. Uh -huh. So I have a pile of books that I want to read this fall. They're yeah. like mostly horror books, but there's a couple of like slightly different ones. And I was like, just looking at the pile, like, mm. hmm, what should I read next? And I randomly decided to pick up Foe by Ian oh, Reid. Yeah, 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 totally. And it was such a quick read. Oh my like, gosh. I, once I started reading it, I, one, couldn't put it down, but two, it has really, really short chapters. And so, you, like, you can kind of just fly through it yeah. really quickly. And it is just, it was so intriguing that I didn't want to stop reading until wow. I got to the end. So basically this book is about a married couple that lives out like rurally by themselves pretty much. Like mm -hmm. there's nobody really around them and they just live alone in this old house. Mm -hmm. And it's also kind of near future, which I didn't realize when oh, I started reading fun. it. Like it takes place a little bit in the future where like they, everybody has self-driving cars. Like nobody drives their own cars anymore. Everybody has what they just call screens. So it's like, is it a phone? Is it an iPad? I don't know, but they just call mm. them their screens that they use for kind of everything. So I really liked that aspect, but what kicks off the plot is that the couple is like this happens on the very first page they are just sitting at home alone and a car drives up to their house and at first they're like oh maybe they're just turning around and they're mm -hmm. leaving but then the car like drives all the way up and parks no. and someone gets out and they're like who is here it's like late at night this weird car spooky like black car so they're like is it the government like what is this mm -hmm. this guy comes out and he tells them that the husband, whose name is Junior, they're like, you've been selected 
as to be on a long list for this journey to space basically like they're doing experiments with like living on other planets and Mm. stuff and so they're like you've been selected and he's like i didn't volunteer and they're like that's too bad and um so then it kind of like goes over the journey of a couple of years while they're like waiting to find out if he's going to be on the short list if he's going to be actually sent off like they don't know for sure but the other kind of aspect of the book that's cool is um terrence who's the guy that shows up to tell him all of this he's like when you go away we're gonna like bring in a replacement of you to keep your your wife company and it's gonna look just like you act just like you no and that's cool so the guy's like always asking him like invasive questions to try and like get to know him and like all of his tics and everything and so like the entire book is kind of just that process of like what exactly is is happening like what does this mean for them like for the couple and it's just like very spooky and unsettling and so like you keep wanting to read to find out like what is happening and it was so so good and the ending was awesome i really loved like the use of quotation marks in this book is very specifically like well done to this book like it has to do with the plot and kind of like the secrets of the book so if anybody reads it like pay attention to that because it it means something and um yeah i absolutely loved it like i i really really loved it i would say it's a new favorite in the kind of like thriller sci-fi genre like i loved it um it was so so good and like just like bunny i want to read it over again because now i want (laughs) to go back and see all the thing all the hints that i missed of course yeah, but I loved it. Like, I'm so glad I randomly decided to pick it up on a whim because I could, this is the, one of those books that I could have easily put off reading for years and years, you know, because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I want to read it, but I haven't really heard that much about it. Like, I don't know anybody who has read it and loved it, so I didn't really have any reason to pick it up, but then I just did. I just wanted to read something really quick, and it turns out that was exactly what that was. So- <laughs> That's so perfect. It's, like, yeah. perfect in so many ways. It sounds like it's the perfect kind of entering fall spooky mood. You totally. Tackle it's the kind book- of, like, Black Mirror-ish. Mm. Like, it's my type of book. But, yeah, like, spooky, but not, like, outright scary. So okay, if yeah. anybody wants something that's, like kind of spooky but isn't like it's not a horror book at all it's more of yeah. like a low-key sci-fi thriller type of vibe so and you tackled yeah. one of the books from your fall list and you yeah kind of were trying so far, to get I'm back sticking into to that tbr which week. is kind of crazy mm. usually i i would have veered off by by now but yeah. i'm like i'm on the hype train of fall books right now and it's it's all working so well i love of, that well, and so far, so. you've been wanting you were like i want to get back into reading this week like things have kind of calmed down yeah. in your personal life so you're like this yeah. is where i get back and look at you go this is i mean it's a, it deserves a round of applause oh well thank you i know <laughs> i feel victorious i feel victorious and like while doing all this reading i also somehow managed to watch like three movies whoa Maybe four. I can't remember. I like did a lot this weekend. I don't know how I squeezed it all in. (laughs) I love that though. I made brownies. (laughs) Ooh, I made cookies and Mm. um, they were not good, unfortunately. Why? What? (laughs) What I know. I I don't know. I don't know if it was me or if the recipe was just bad, but they were really hard. And (laughs) I didn't even overcook the second batch. Like I, they're just, it's just a hard cookie. It was good in tea though. It was good in tea. I make these, uh, this brownie recipe so like literally when i was 15 or 16 i must have been in chapters or something and i saw or maybe costco i could imagine this being a costco thing but i saw a um recipe book from martha stewart that (laughs) was like like baked things like cookies brownies blondies like all those sorts of things 
And yeah. I thought it looked really cool. And I was like, I think I want to try making some of these. And my dad was mm-hmm. like, hell yeah. And he bought it for me. Nice. And I've probably tried like five or six different recipes from the book, which obviously in 12 years isn't that many. But <laughs> it was sort of like I tried one and it was only okay. And then I tried another one. And I've tried a few that are so good that those are yeah. just my go-tos. Like I don't need to yeah, try Yeah, why would more. you need anything else? Totally. So one of the recipes is this... Um, the brownie recipe for Mm. these ginger brownies so they're like whoa what yes they're really chocolatey like there's a lot of chocolate and uh, cocoa powder in there but there's also a tablespoon of or or a teaspoon of grated ginger and like half a teaspoon i'm trying to remember in my brain i i always just read the (laughs) recipe half a teaspoon of like ginger powder so it's actually oh so when you eat it you're very much having the chocolatey brownie experience but then there's this warm ginger kick i see yeah. it's so good it's so so i'm gonna link I've it i've never heard of such a thing because i can't I find that. my book i don't know where my martha stewart book Uh-oh. is link <laughs> recipe i'm writing down for myself um <laughs> i can't find the book so i just found it online and i t- oh, the, the recipe is totally online so i'll share that with the people because you need it you definitely need it that sounds so good i don't think i've ever made homemade brownies like i've only ever made them out of a they're box. so easy raylene they're so i don't know why easy. it's just never occurred to me to in do. a saucepan you melt butter and chocolate mm. and then you dump in sugar a bit of flour and the spices and that's it yeah that's oh the god. whole thing. They're so easy to make, but they taste so good. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> it also felt very fall, you know, brownies, mm. big, thick, juicy. Ah, oh, I love that. You're making me want to make like pumpkin bread. I like a <gasps> like a pumpkin loaf. I think that's what I'm gonna have to do. I gotta go get some pumpkin, guys. Gotta go. <laughs> I've been having a lot of fun in the last few months, also trying to um, make my coffee better. Because, like, Ooh. I have a really cheap coffee machine. I bought it for $20, I think, at the grocery yeah. store. Yeah. <laughs> you know how a grocery store have, like, a middle section where there's, yeah. like, items? Like, not All food. sorts of things. Yes, all yeah. sorts of items. <laughs> there was just a coffee machine there. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to see if I like making coffee. Because, basically, I've slowly been getting into coffee over the last few years. Yeah. And I started with just instant. Like a, you know, like a mm. jar that you just mix into water. Oh I know. I know. It's a dark, it's a dark beginning story. That is pretty dark. That's a bad beginning. That's a bad way to start drinking coffee. Well, it's kind of working out perfectly though, because I keep realizing, wait, this is not good. I need to take a step yeah, up. I so then I got my coffee machine <laughs> and then I was like, I don't want like this giant cheap coffee. I want like good quality coffee. Ooh. And so now I'm like buying nice quality coffee from different places and, and trying oh, them. Nice. And, you know what I mean? So like I'm slowly over the years, like improving mm-hmm. my game. Um, why did I bring this up? I, I don't exactly recall. Oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> I really want to try making a pumpkin spiced coffee at home. Oh, I've done that before. It's That's... not hard. And it's yeah, delicious. I feel like it's not hard and it would be, I should unlock that skill. <laughs> Oh, totally. I've made one before that uses like actual, like a spoonful of actual pumpkin puree. And also you get the pumpkin spice, like spice. That's what I've been seeing. And then you just need some milk and coffee, like, and maybe sweetener if you want that. It is so easy. I need to do that. I need to do that. Um, I want to do that too now. Well, as per usual, the reason I'm talking about not books is because I didn't finish (laughs) a book. (laughs) Oh no. We truly are back to normal. (laughs) Yeah, everything. It was just a fluke last week. I don't know what was going on. 
No, I actually, um, I have never been more productive than I have been in the last week. Oh, amazing. I've been doing so much work on the house. Um, the last, basically like two weeks, I guess, I, um, on my YouTube channel, you can see all the work, but I have did that one room, the whole wallpaper room. Mm -hmm. And then I did the floor in the downstairs dining room. And mm. then I did the, like, okay, I've been calling it wainscoting. Some people were yelling at me in the comments because apparently it's not wainscoting, oh. whatever, molding around the a wall and everything and the gallery wall. And I, I feel like I've been so productive, but because of that, yeah. I just haven't been reading as much. I haven't had much time. Yeah. Um, but I'm about to finish the dining room and I'm like oh, actually good. so excited because one of the visions I have for this dining room is that it will be a place where I can do puzzles <gasps> and I want to do puzzles while I listen to audiobooks. That is Hell something yeah. that I want to have as like a fall time, winter time I love that vibe. Oh my gosh, with a blanket on your lap and a cup of tea. Or my pumpkin spice coffee I'll learn to make. I can just like picture the most beautiful fall scenario because yeah. it's just like, that's my dream. I exactly. want to be doing that always. Exactly. <laughs> oh my um, God. So it was not a very productive reading week, but it was a very productive home renovation week, which is awesome. And do you feel like having that productive week of doing home rentals will make you want to have like a little bit of relaxation time or are you yeah. still kind of powering through? And no, like doing God in heaven, I'm falling apart. It's like, like wheels flying off at the finish line kind of a thing. I'm like, I just yeah. need to cross this window. <laughs> I'm so tired. I've been, part of the problem is that um, I'm fin I'm doing like floors. And so just the method I have found that works the best is doing them late at night so that mm. nobody and no animals could possibly want to go into the room. And then I can right. close off the room and go to sleep and it gives it a whole entire night, at least 12 hours to dry. Yeah, that's But true. what it means is that I'm, it's like 11 at night and I'm sanding floors or polyurethaning <laughs> floors or staining yeah. floors. And I'd get into bed at like midnight, my body broken. And I'm just Aww. like, good night, everyone. I need to go to sleep. Like, it's just like very, it's been an exhausting schedule, but it's okay. No like, kidding. it's really productive. And the house is going to be like the last month, the house has improved so much. Like, it's like, yeah, you've done a lot. Yeah, crazy. it's been crazy. So, anyways, I feel productive about it, but I'm, I didn't really read much this week. But I, that's, let's, let's transition into what we are currently reading. Mm -hmm. Um, what are you currently reading? Well, I'm excited to talk about what I'm currently reading because last night, like, at very late at night, I finished reading Faux. Like, I kind of started yeah. it early in the morning, read half of it, and then read the rest of it last night before bed. Yeah. And then after I finished it, I was like, I want to, keep reading Ian Reed. So oh. my only option was to reread I'm thinking of ending things. No way. So I just started it. I'm only 25 pages in, but I was like, you know what? It's been a few years since I read it. Mm. Like I think I read it in 2019 or 2018 or something like that. So it's been a good few years and I've been wanting to reread it mm. because when I first read it, it's like a kind of, it's a very strange book with like strange things happening. You don't quite know what's going on. So I remember being kind of confused by it and kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this. Okay. So I've been wanting to revisit it because in my head, it's like one one of my favorite books mm. but when i read it it was like a three star i'm confused about this book kind of thing so i'm like you know what it's about time i reread it because i think i will genuinely enjoy it more this time around because i think about it so much interesting like I, I, yeah you know totally it's one I of those totally weird know. weird reading situations where i was like i don't know if i like this but now i can't stop thinking about it so yeah. i decided to 
reread it and it's another really quick read like the first time I read it I read it in one sitting pretty much so I know that it'll be another nice zippy quick read and then um, who knows what I'll read next but the other thing that I was thinking about is that he has a new book coming out Colleen yes. mentioned it when we she was on it's called we spread it. it comes out yeah. on your birthday <gasps> so I'm like it comes out so soon so I'm really excited to get that or get it from the library and read it like when it comes out so I love the I'm idea this, like, of you like reading his three books in basically three weeks isn't that cool? That is so, cool. Yeah. So I'm pretty pumped about that. So I'll finish this hopefully in the next couple of days. And then I don't know what to read next. I'm so like jazzed on reading right now where I'm just kind of like mm. trying to follow my, uh, I'm trying to follow my joy, you know, I'm just going to oh, read whatever feels right. <laughs> so, cause I actually like, I have a couple of other fall books that I've like picked up, read a couple of pages and I'm like, no, it's not the time for you yet. And so, yeah, I'm really just trying to read whatever jazzes me up, you know? <laughs> I think that that is beautiful. And I love that yeah. they're all like actually fall, spooky, horror, yeah. thriller, autumnal books. I just remembered I'm reading another book. Oh my God, tell us. I'm listening to it on audiobook, so oh, I don't right. have it in front of me. So I nearly forgot. Is so I, Hendrix? like I said last week, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Last week I said I wanted to start reading the final girl support group. And I am now like 75% of the way through it. So I've been listening to it over the past week. And... I'm enjoying it. I'm finding it to be a little bit too long. Though. Oh, that is something okay. that I'm noticing. Like, it just kind of keeps going on and on. And I'm like, this could have been shorter. It could have mm. been tighter. Mm. It feels like like a thriller that could have been more thrilling. You know, like, it's kind of, it just takes its time a little bit too much, yeah. which I'm not loving. So, but plot-wise, it's really fun. Like, it's about this uh, support group, obviously, of women who were final girls, like, in the 80s and 90s, or, like, 70s and 80s and right. 90s, and they're now, like, middle-aged and just trying to live their lives, but the main character, her name is Lynette, she is, like, very paranoid that people are always after her, so she lives, like, a very kind of secretive, secluded, lonely life where she, like, locks herself up into her apartment and, like, doesn't talk to people and is very careful. And then at the beginning of the book, though, things kind of start falling apart because one of the final girls gets murdered. And they're like, uh-oh. Uh -oh. And then they realize, she starts to realize, like, somebody's coming after all of us. Like, all of us mm -hmm. final girls that are in group, they're trying to take us out for whatever reason. And so it becomes kind of this, like, you know, on the run, fight for survival type of thing, but like also trying to like keep all the other final girls alive and everything. And so it's like the plot is very fun. Mm. But like I said, it's just like a little bit too long. It feels like if it was a movie, it would be like three and a half hours long. And it's like, why is this so long? It doesn't need to be this long. Um, but yeah, so we'll see how it goes when I finish it. But um, so far, it is okay. <laughs> That's where I'm at. It's great that you're <laughs> listening to it, though, right? Because that was the plan. Yeah. So. No, exactly. I'm so far, like I said, I'm just somehow sticking to like the things that I say I'm going to read and it's, it's fun. I'm liking it. <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah. I have read a bit of more, a bit more of Reality Boy, um, oh, nice. but I have gone off piste a little bit and I have a very <gasps> good reason. So I basically, I've gone back to try and finish a book that I had started reading a little while Ooh. ago which is my miniature rooms book. Yeah. If you recall, I was reading miniature rooms, the thorn rooms at the art Institute of Chicago. Um, so I was really enjoying it, but I just kind of put it down. Um, I think I put it down mainly to read death in her hands. Cause we did that challenge. Yeah. And then yeah. I just kind of didn't pick it back up, but then, Oh, Raylene, <laughs> I booked 
for myself as a birthday present a trip to Chicago for literally just two days so I can go see the miniature rooms. I love that. <laughs> You're I was so like, silly. you know what? I'm turning 28 and what do I, I'm like panicking about it. The idea of doing a really short, like literally it's two days, um, a really short solo trip where I like go to a city, have fun in a museum, go to the aquarium mm-hmm. and then come back home. I was like that give that sparks joy that really sparks joy yes so i looked it up and you know flights weren't too expensive hotel was unbelievably expensive i'm technically i'm actually staying at a hostel because i was like there (laughs) is no need for it to be that much money um but now i need to finish this because i want to read it before i go right that's true so that i i really got the intel on the books or on the room i love that I was like trying to confirm. So basically the miniature rooms are just part of their permanent exhibition. They're just like Mm -hmm. always on display. But I was like, what if for some reason they're like doing renovations or like that wing is closed. I need to confirm that it's open because I'm literally going to Chicago for these rooms. That would be so disappointing. It would be so (laughs) bad. And so I went on their like website, like for the Art Institute of Chicago and there's no way to contact there's no way to like call or whatever so i emailed this is so silly i emailed the school trip planning help email (laughs) line where it was like are you bringing your kindergarten to grade 12 class to the museum do you have any questions or need help like reach out and i was like Mm -hmm. i am taking a class to the museum (laughs) and i'm wondering (laughs) if the the thorn rooms will be open and the nice lady was like yes can confirm they'll be open those two days no no worries i was like thank you uh (laughs) (laughs) now you have to bring a class (laughs) now i have to find a bunch of uh adorable children to distract the guards while i look at all the rooms um but yeah, so I'm going to Chicago next week, which will be funny and weird. I've never been to Chicago. The Windy City. Do we know why mm-hmm. it's called that? I don't, I was, I keep meaning to look that up. I don't know. Why? You know, what's kind of funny, actually. Yeah. I knew that you were going to Chicago soon. And the other day I had a dream that you already went. Oh, So my. just now when you started talking about it, I was like, wait, did she go already? And then you said you were going next week. So oh, then that's I, so thanks for confirming. I got very confused. <laughs> <laughs> really I don't know why I dreamed about that. Um, Okay, so there's an article here. Why Chicago called the Windy City? In 1876, the Cincinnati Inquirer used the term in reference to a tornado that blew through the city, (gasps) while also capitalizing on the term's double meaning to highlight local speakers who were full of wind. I don't know what (laughs) that means. Were they gassy? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's interesting. Because it's like, I bet it's just, it's, uh, just as windy as any other city would ever be you know like it's, i'm it's so sure yeah the earliest known reference to the windy city was oh to a different city in 1856 oh it has something to do with its rivalry with cincinnati whoa this is interesting <laughs> oh look at this look at listen to this while chicago is widely known as the windy city it is not the windiest city in the united states <laughs> What is? Well, some of the windier cities recorded by the whatever board are Dodge City, Kansas, Amarillo, Texas, Lubbock, and Lubbock, Texas. Chicago hmm. is not significantly windier than any other U.S. city. 
So there you go. The average Good annual wind speed of Chicago is 10.3 miles per hour. Boston is 12. New York is 9. <laughs> Los Angeles is 7. Wow. So it seems like it just got, it just got like name called that in a newspaper once and people kind of caught on to it. And it, it. stuck. That's uh, well, weird. I can't <laughs> wait to feel a one gust of wind while I'm there. I'll be like, yeah, I felt it. I felt the, the windy wind. city. Feel it in your hair. <laughs> Um, however, one book I wanted to mention, I don't know why I'm mentioning it. Like, I don't think I'm going to start it this week because it's kind mm. of a busy week up until my trip and then I'll be on the trip. So I don't think I'm going to yeah. start it this week, but just kind of because you've been mentioning some of the fall books you're reading and excited yeah. about, I wanted to mention this one. Um, it's definitely for sure one I want to get to this fall. Um, and it's Briefly a Delicious Life by Nell Stevens. Ooh, yeah. So you might remember I hauled this a couple weeks ago. It was sent to me by Picador. And, okay, so I had the dumbest experience, right? As you mm -hmm. recall, last week I hauled Ghost Lover. And yeah. I was, like, excited about it, but also, like, kind of disappointed because I thought it was about ghosts. And then it turns out it's not. Yeah. I remember, though, that when I found out about Ghost Lover... I had heard of some other really good sounding ghost book. Oh. And I was like, what was that book? What was that book? And so I was trying to look it up and I literally couldn't find it. I couldn't, I don't, I don't remember anything about the title, about the plot. I don't remember anything other than I remembered it had a ghost and it was basically a new release. So yeah. I went to our discord for our patrons and I was like, these people are intelligent. Maybe they could help me. So I posted in there. And someone was like, was it briefly a delicious life? This one. And I was like, yeah. wait, I don't remember that being about ghosts. So <laughs> I went and pulled it off my shelf and I reread the synopsis, which is about a woman or it says the ghost of a teenage girl who has been at a monastery for over 300 years, um, full of anger, haunting a village. And I was like, this is it. So it wasn't even a book <laughs> that I thought I needed to buy. It was a book I'd already you had bought. it all along. I just forgot. <laughs> it was so silly. But I'm really excited about it because it's like literary fiction, but ghosts. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to relive the glory days of when I read The Ghost in the House. Yeah. God, those were glory days. You're always trying to live up to that. Always. Do you have a book haul this week? <laughs> no. Me neither. I'm having a no spend month and I'm actually oh, yeah. sticking to it. So I forgot about that. Sick. So far, so good. Wow, yeah. look at us go. That's We're so awesome. strong. We're reading instead of buying. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens when I go to Chicago. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Things always go off the rails when you travel. Even for only two days, you're going to find a way to come back with, I'm going to guess, five books. Okay. <laughs> that's my prediction. Um. All right. Well, let's do book olds. What do you got? All right. So... I decided that all of my book olds for the next few weeks will be kind of like fall horror types of Amazing. books kind of vibes. So I came across this book called When Darkness Loves Us oh. by Elizabeth Engstrom. This came out in 1985 and it is a two novella collection, this book. Um, and it's like all about small town life, which sounds pretty cool. So I'm just going to read the descriptions for the two novellas. Okay. 
Sally Ann is a bright and bubbling farm girl, still caught in the thrill of a brand new husband and a shining future ahead. When a careless exploration leaves her trapped underground, she learns to live again in the absence of everything she once knew. Even driven by love and light, Sally Ann finds the deepest darkness within herself in When Darkness Loves Us. So that's the first one. Mm. Spooky. Love it. <laughs> Second one is called Beauty Is. Old Martha Mans has been a part of Morgan, Illinois since her birth. The whole town knows her as the dim-witted woman who was born without a nose, but Martha's mind wasn't always a blank slate. Unlocking the monster buried deep in her memories may bring back the sparkling child she once was, or it may send those around her crashing down into the nightmares of a little girl gone wrong. Whoa. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> spooky. Sounds pretty spooky. And um, it is 249 pages, so you've mm. just got a couple of little novellas in there, which is nice. And it looks like it's part of the Paperbacks from Hell series, which I think is kind of like Whoa. reissued old horror books that they've done, which is kind of cool. That is so cool. I have to, or maybe it was just mentioned in Paperbacks from Hell by Grady Hendrix. I'm not sure. I don't really know. I didn't, I didn't do the research there, but it is part <laughs> of Paperbacks from Hell, whatever that means. <laughs> what was the name of the book and author again? Yeah, it's When Darkness Loves Us by Elizabeth Engstrom. Oh, by, yeah, it has like cover. a new cover. It has a new cover with the paperbacks from hell kind of like flag on it. That's a really horrifying cool. cover. Pretty spooky. <laughs> so, yeah. I All think right. that just sounds right up my street. Hopefully it's up someone else's street as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, well, let's move into our um, recommendations. Yeah, we've got some good ones. We haven't done some in a few weeks. That's true. We've fallen off that bandwagon for a little bit. Yeah. So do you want to read us the one from Jet? Yes, I love this one. Okay. So Jet says, I am reviving my pre-COVID book club and looking for books that make for really good discussion. We alternate between classics and contemporary, so anything goes. We meet in, a, in different bars around the city, so bonus points if you can recommend a drink to go with the book picks. Ooh. I love that. The drink aspect is what made me want to um, pick the book that I picked, so this is super fun. All right, well, you start us off then, because I'm curious. Yes. So... I decided to go with a book that I read recently that I feel like is perfect for this. Bunny <gasps> by Mona Awad. Whoa. So like I was saying before, this book is perfect for a book club because it's the type of book that you need to discuss. Like it is such a good conversation starter. Even if you like, you know, start discussing it while you're still reading, you can kind of theorize of like, what do you think is going on? And then by the time you get to the end of the book, you're still kind of like, what is going on? Let's talk about it. What does everybody think? And so I feel like it's great for a book club because of that. And there are two different drinks that are actually mentioned in the book that I feel like are the perfect pairing for the book itself. Mm. Um, well, actually, one of them I'm kind of making up. But <laughs> so in, in the book, the characters give the main character, Samantha, this green drink that looks like poison, kind okay. of. And they name it after her. Like, they're like, this drink we created for you, and it's called the Samantha. And so she's like, okay. And she drinks, and it's, like, gross and, like, bitter and not good. And so I don't know what that drink is specifically, but it made me think of absinthe. And so oh, okay. I was thinking, if you go to the bar, just have some absinthe. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yep. Which, you know, has been in the past rumored to, like, create hallucinations and stuff like that. It probably doesn't, but that's kind of... <laughs> 
kind of like the rumor around absinthe, which I think fits perfectly with this book because this book kind of feels like you're hallucinating sometimes because mm. you don't exactly understand what's going on. I love that. So I thought that that's kind of a fun pairing. But in the book, they also have this drink. I can't remember what they called it. It was called like a light and sunny, kind of like the opposite of a uh, dark and stormy. Oh, and in okay. it's described as being like a light kind of cloudy blue in the book. So I'm like, that sounds like a beautiful drink. Once again, I don't know what it's made up of, but because it sounds like kind of a made up drink, but I think that would be a cute thing to drink while you talk about Bunny. So that's what I got for Jet. I love that. I think that's perfect. And I yeah. like that you were able to do it with literally the book from this week. Yeah, um, it just kind of worked out. So the one that I've picked is, this kind of worked out because you picked a contemporary and I picked a classic. Oh, perfect. So I went with A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court by Mark Twain. So this book, if I had a book club, I would put this in my book club. Here's why. Number one, it actually has a fun plot. Mm. So, you know, you want to, you're, I think one of the fears with book clubs is that they feel like homework. They feel like work. They feel like, uh, I've got to read this for the book club. But if it's a fun book, if it actually like is compelling and keeps you going, it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. as much like work. So I found this book to be really entertaining, really interesting, really funny, really, um, like lots of shenanigans happen. Mm -hmm. Secondly, it's Mark Twain. So it's not just like some random author. It's like one of the most beloved yeah. authors of all time. So you know that it's it has a bit of gravitas there. And then thirdly, it actually is such a fascinating story for discussion because it's all about mm. a guy who lives in Mark Twain's time in like the early 1900s or late 1800s um, mm-hmm. and gets sent back in time to so King Arthur's Camelot. Which is, I mean, that's not, it, King Arthur's Camelot isn't historic, but, you know, it's it's a crazy wild book, right? So he gets, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the late 1800s. Here we go. Anyways, so he gets sent back and he's like, okay, I am going to become, like, the boss of this place in three months. Like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, like, boss it. That's what he says. And it's funny because... He's got to, like, help the people. So, basically, he, like, invents soap because he's like, they don't have soap. They all smell bad. This is a miserable place to be. I'm going to make them soap, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to teach them this, and I'm going to teach them that, and I'm going to, like, try and make a lot of money by doing this. But, you know, so there's all these questions of time travel, of, like, what would you do? So there's a lot of speculation. Like, do you think that Mm -hmm. he should have introduced soap? Do you think that, like, what would you introduce if you were going back in time? So I feel like there's a lot of those discussion-y questions. Um, But then also, like, there's all sorts of questions about the ideas of progress and, like, should he have just accepted it and lived in a simpler time? Should he he marry someone from the past? (gasps) So there's all those questions. So my copy of it is full of oh my sticky goodness. notes because yeah. I wrote one of my big master's essays on it. So I think it's very worthy of discussion. The drink that I would pair with it is mead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because it's an ancient old timey drink. Have you mm-hmm. ever had mead? Yeah, it's delicious. It's delicious. It's uh, it's a honey-based alcohol, and mm-hmm. it's very kind of lovely. 
and um, it's like a nice time, but it's also like it's one of our most ancient drinks. So mm-hmm. I feel like it goes with the medieval times thing. So there you go. That's that's yeah. my pick. I love that. All right. Our next... Re- you bought that book, right? You own it? I do. I, yeah, I have it. I, I bought it a little while ago. Yeah. I haven't read it yet, but it's one of those books that I'm like, I'm really excited for the day that I do pick yeah. that up because you've talked about it so much. And I'm like, yeah. I think that's going to be a really good one. I'm excited about it. All right. Well, read us the one from Nicole. Okay, love this one as well. Nicole says, My library does a reading challenge every year, and I'm stuck on one prompt. Read a book published or set in the decade you were born. I'm a 90s baby, and there are simply too many books to choose from. I'm open to all genres. Love the pod. Aw, she says, It kept me company on many long walks during the height of the pandemic. That's so nice. I'm glad you Sending love from Nebraska. Amazing. Beautiful beautiful well this is perfect because we're both 90s babies as well so this Mm -hmm. is these are the books that we would maybe pick if we were doing this reading challenge oh my god simon broke in i thought the door was closed hang on (laughs) i didn't close it all the way okay well how about you start us off with your pick what did you what did you get for our pal nicole It's funny because Nicole said there are too many to pick from and i see what she means because i picked three i couldn't decide oh wow okay uh, <laughs> so I decided to go with three of my favorite books from the 90s. The first one, The Perks of Being a Wallflower by Stephen Chbosky. Necessary. And I feel like if you want to go for something that's going to be a quick read, mm-hmm. maybe for the reading challenge, that would be my one. That would be my pick mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. But two other great books from the 90s, The Green Mile by Stephen King. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fantastic book. Read that last year. And The Secret History by Donna Tartt. Oh, wow. Was also yes. From the 90s. So... There's a lot of great books in the 90s. I see why it's hard to pick just one because there was like kind of a lot of good ones. So those are all of my picks. But yeah, I would say Perks if you really just want something that'll be quick and amazing. It's interesting because I almost picked Perks, but I was like, yeah, no, I, I guess we talk about that one a lot. But I'm glad that you mentioned it because it really is yeah. just like one of the greatest books from the 90s. Um, and yet again, I'm like, is this the year where I read The Secret History? Because damn it, I've been meaning to. I wish. Oh, that'd be so fun. <laughs> Um, the book that I picked is from 97, and it mm-hmm. is The Melancholy Death of Oyster Boy and Other Stories by Tim Burton. Oh, so I always forget about that book. The reason that I went for this one is because it's Halloween vibes, and mm. we're, we're trying to lean into that. So this is a very strange book, but I really like it. The only way to word, say it is, like, it's a very Tim Burton-y book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're short stories, like very short, very, very short, like two, like not a paragraph, two lines. They're oh, limericks, wow. poems. They're basically poems. They all rhyme. They're all dark. They're all scary. They all have illustrations. I think Tim Burton did the illustrations himself. Um, cool. And the, the, all of the illustrations are pretty horrifying. This one is probably my favorite one. It's called The Boy With Nails in His Eyes. The boy with nails in his eyes put up his aluminum tree. It looked pretty strange because he couldn't really see. And then there's a picture of a little like ghost boy that has nails for eyes. It's like dark. It's dark in the way that Tim Burton is dark. Um, yeah. But it's also sort of cute. I like that. Yeah, it almost looks like like Shel Silverstein poems, but scary. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way that's to put kind it. Kind of the vibe. 
This one's called Stick Boy's Festive Season, and it's an illustration of a boy who's made of sticks. And it says, Stick Boy noticed that his Christmas tree looked healthier than he did. <laughs> That's the whole story. What? That's it. <laughs> it's like, um, tell me more. <laughs> so it's, okay, final one. This one's called Staring Girl. And it's just one of these creepy drawings that Tim Burton does with, like, giant eyes. <laughs> yeah. It says, I once knew a girl who would just stand there and stare at anyone or anything she seemed not to care. <laughs> she'd stare at the ground. She'd stare at the sky. She'd stare at you for hours, and you'd never know why. But after winning the local staring contest, she finally gave her eyes a well-deserved rest. And then her eyeballs are, like, on vacation. Oh, my God. It's so messed up. <laughs> I love that. I want to read that book now. That's a great choice. <laughs> yeah. So they're sort of poems or stories. They're the illustrations. It's definitely very mm -hmm. macabre. It's definitely very yeah. Tim Burton. I'm only in the mood for it in a certain time of year. But it's mm -hmm. this is the moment if you're intrigued. Um, That's perfect. So there you go. Well, guys, what do you know? We're at the end of another episode, and I think we really nailed it. I think we did a great job. Yeah. So thank you so much, everyone, for hanging out with us. We are now going to go re uh, record the Movie Tub, which is our little movie review show where we talk about mm -hmm. what we've been watching. Raylene, what are you going to be reviewing today? Oh, that's a great question. I've, like I said, I watched so many things. I also watched the show The White Lotus, so I'm going to talk about oh. that for sure. And for movie, ooh, what movie do I want to talk about? I don't know. I watched Top Gun Maverick. Maybe I'll talk Whoa, about that. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, that sounds perfect. Not Halloweeny, but it happened. I'm gonna be talking about Breaking Bad. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, that's exciting. I've never seen it before, and <gasps> me and Connor finally realized that we need to be a part of the cultural conversation. So yes. We started watching it, so that's what I'm gonna oh be. Oh my reviewing. god, I'm hyped. All awesome. right. Well. Thank you again, everyone, for hanging out, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.